Hi, everybody. Welcome back to We Met IRL. This week's guest is Davina Joy. We actually recorded this episode a couple of weeks ago, so it's been in the past. But she's amazing. You guys are going to love her. And now the only thing is sometimes her audio cuts out just a little bit because we're doing it over Zoom. So sometimes the internet connection can be a bit of a problem. But for most of it, it's grand. So enjoy. Uh, thanks so much. And I'll talk to you at the end. Um, but yeah, for, for the <sighs> listeners, uh, this is Davina Joy. Welcome. Hello. How are you today? How are you? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm doing well. Um, yeah, just excited to do anything with anyone right now, yeah, pretty much. Absolutely. Um, so do you have any uh, success or failure in real life uh, stories? So is this like meeting total strangers and then you end up dating type deals? or It could be even a friend, just like not online. So I guess this is so hypocritical of me because up before the pandemic I had this idea for the podcast now I didn't get to start this specific one until during the pandemic but I didn't want to meet someone online and I feel like people are more like they're more afraid to meet people in real life now with the you can just go online um yeah because online this is actually I think a big part of the problem in society period is the depersonalization of like dating it's like oh you want to date this person to meet somebody to be intimate with but like you don't want to do it in real life like there's so much more than a picture to a person you know we're judging people off like no one knows what to write bios are the fucking worst (laughs) mine is so dumb mine just says i like dumplings or something it's like okay if people swipe on me for that i'm probably shouldn't date them (laughs) or you guys are gonna eat some fucking rad dumplings <laughs> together <laughs> um and mine just I just was like blatantly honest I'm like I like tall people I know I'm short and that everyone should be tall to me but you're not like I like tall guys <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> and um I'm, I'm looking for like a conscious connection I need somebody who has some type of either foot in the door in spirituality or understanding of energy and how important our thoughts are, how important, you know, um, like meditation is and um, do and self-love, like somebody who's really already at that place where they're not looking for the external validation because that adds so much into codependency. I feel like that adds a lot into the insecurity and in the patterns that most people I mean people are in a pattern in dating and they have no idea you know and that's why they keep attracting I know for myself I keep attracting the wrong shit and I'm like I should be fucking smarter than this no I but know I'm also exactly superficial <laughs> so I I need a hottie and it does it's not even a person that has to be hot to everyone around me but my feeling for them has to be this like major attraction and I guess I connect that to the physical because that's what first like gets my eye with somebody but that's not what keeps me there like a hot guy that has no personality I'll fuck him but that's it like we're done you know (laughs) no exactly Um, I love what you said about self-care as well that's so true because even I know now as a nearly 30 year old woman the way I would respond to a guy is very differently than the 21 year old who'd be like you know expecting them to say something and then they didn't say it and getting annoyed but just because I needed that validation whereas now I don't you know I don't need it so it's grand yeah yeah it's even it's gotten to a point like when people compliment me there's a part of me that wants to be like not that I don't care which is it's not that I don't care and it's funny because children do this when kids are younger and you tell them like you're cute you're whatever what do they usually respond with I know I know (laughs) I know that is so fucking deep and profound because they they don't need you. They're not saying thank you. They're not saying, oh, I'm glad you see that in me. I know. And we lose that because people start shaming. What do you mean? You know, what do you know? You say thank you. That's rude. No, it's not fucking rude. We should know we should have that inner knowledge and that inner wisdom and confidence and self esteem. So yeah, the person I still find myself sometimes thinking like you should know what I'm thinking and but in the work I've done, I can be more self aware to go Davina, why do you think 
they should know what you want right now? Why do you think that they should magically like say the right thing? That's no, it's so true. I have a perfect example of that. So uh, yesterday it was someone, someone called me stupid on like a review somewhere. Very mean. I am not stupid. But no, I was texting the guy that I've been seeing and I was like, oh my God, I was like, someone called me stupid um, on this review. But I was like, but I'm street smart. And he goes, yeah, but old me and I was just like you know laughing like yeah but old me if I were like 21 I would have been like why didn't he say I'm really smart (laughs) you know why wouldn't his response have been oh not only are you street smart you're like super intelligent but I don't need that yeah I don't it's like I don't need the reassurance for it so uh, that's so funny that you're saying that I was just thinking about that all yesterday yeah it makes a big difference so like I'm 39 I turned 39 in March so for me like it was always meeting people in real life. Like the online thing is actually like the weirder, like, and I know it's been around for a while, but I, I read energy. I can't. And so like, if a guy has sunglasses on in all his photos, I'm swiping left. I'm not going, I can't even see your eyes. Like I can't even like, I have to, if this is the only feel of you I'm going to get, cause, and if you don't write a bio even at all, I usually swipe left because dude, a fucking sentence like is it that hard you know what I mean like that just shows it I don't know I, I just write a fucking sentence you know even if you're like I like turtles yeah, like cool turtles. at least we have a starting point I would swipe yes at least on we, turtles at least we have a starting point I'm like oh what other animals do you yes. like you know or something but like when there's absolutely nothing it just becomes so there's a difference between like superficial to me and then just like it just makes me feel like I can already read this person like a doesn't really care like whatever they're looking for is probably not in alignment with what I'm looking for um and unless they're so hot see this is where I'm superficial if you're so fucking sexy I'm like fine I'll swipe right and we'll see how the conversation goes. I know I did that re- I did that <laughs> recently so because I was like you know like before the pandemic but I was like oh this person's so hot let me just just for a second but uh he was just so dumb the poor lad but like most of the time I swipe right just to see if they swiped right on me like is a person <laughs> this hot into me that's honestly if we never talk I just want to see if we fucking match and you know what's funny as well some of these like super hot guys I'll also check the job and they've got like a really good job but then like no street smarts and when I say street smarts I mean like able to you know common sense common sense can like and they'd be saying stuff in conversation and they'll just not like one guy was like um Oh, you're from Ireland. I only know, I'm not sure if I've said this on the podcast already, listeners, sorry if I did. Um, but uh, I, the only stuff I know about Ireland is, I know this person had in, in, in a job that you need like two degrees for, okay, and was ripped, okay. ripped. And he goes, the only thing I know about Ireland is from the movie Brave. And I go, that's Scotland. And then he goes, oh, and then he goes, well, you know what I do know? I know uh, a little bit from the movie Train Spotting. That was in Ireland, right? And I go, no, again, Scotland. <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, the only thing I know about Irish is Lucky Charms. <laughs> no, that's that, pretty much. Then he said log throwing Wait, sport. And yeah. I was like, log throwing sport, that's not Ireland. And he goes, it is Ireland. They wear a kilt. And I go, no, again, that's Scotland, pal. Just drop it. It's fine. <laughs> like you don't need to know anything about where I'm from and you're like I might have liked you before you said all the wrong facts but now I'm like dude google Ireland and throw me a fact from fucking google or just ask like, me how are you gonna strike three yeah just ask me like oh so what happened or just ask me <laughs> well yeah yeah like is there sun is there <laughs> fucking grass are there castles yes yes and yes there are all three <laughs> um but so like dating online is interesting i do like to meet people in person the problem for me the reason i like the online is i think i come off like especially if i'm all googly eyed for somebody's picture and think they're hot i come off less googly eyed. like the second i want to fuck somebody there is a twinkle in my eye and a little bit of psychosis and like they can see it they can feel it it's like there and sometimes that you know aggressive energy guys think they want it and then they meet me and then they change 
change their thoughts <laughs> on that whole thing. But um, so it's nice in person because I can tell like right away. And I've learned one major thing I've learned that's just been beautiful. It was through some meme is pretty much the gist of it is when you meet somebody and you feel like so much excitement and there's butterflies in your stomach and you just totally like feel like you're going to explode. That's not the one. The one is going to make you feel like grounded and safe and secure. And it doesn't mean there aren't butterflies and it doesn't mean that there isn't this energy going through you, but there's not this like, like you're not pressed. It's not like a lust. It's like a, a security and like a comfort, you know? Yeah. And so I've started noticing my energy around guys that like I'm into and I can tell like when I'm all like hyper, like, like leechy, it's like, oh, I want to fuck them. You know, but like when I'm around somebody who's so hot and I'm not like being the biggest pervert in the world in my head, I'm like, oh, this is someone that I should be like paying attention to. And that shifted me a lot in, in my, since I've gotten older, but God, it's there's just nobody for me. I swear to God, I'm about to give up because I just don't feel like love is in my charts. I don't know. But I will say there's been a couple times that in my younger years, this was younger, Davina, I like to be choked. Okay. And there were two times in my life where guys, I don't know why, but like in first time meeting, like kind of put their hand on my neck and like did a little squeeze. Most people would probably be like, get the fuck off me, get it. I'm like, oh. I'm wet as fuck. Oh you know God. what I mean? Like, we're done. That was, like, something that made me, like, oh, I want you right fucking now. I Just the confidence of, like, being able to read that. I don't know if it was in me or if this is just a move they do. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But some of my friends are like, you're a psychopath. <laughs> you know, like, who meets a stranger and gets turned on because they put their hand around your neck I'm like but wait when do they do girl, that do they do girl. that after kissing you mid kissing or before no no like I'm talking about there was one guy <laughs> I used to be a dancer and as a dancer like I was a topless dancer in Arizona as a dancer I'm not dating any kinds like none of that and I actually would avoid like dancing for really hot guys because I'm I am a gay man in a woman's body like I'm just like down to fuck um and so if I have a hot guy and 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 they think I'm hot it's I'm trying when I was a dancer it was like I'm here to make money and I'm here to leave like this isn't about anything like I'm not dating a fucking guy that comes to a strip club no judgment but back in the day this is from when I was like 22 to 27 and uh so one of the guys was just a guy I was standing at the bar at the strip club, like ordering a drink. And this guy comes up behind me and like, just kind of does that. And he had tipped me already at the stage. So like, he wasn't like complete, complete stranger. He had, <laughs> you know, given me some money while I was dancing, <laughs> but like, I don't know why he felt comfortable enough to do. And I, I read energy. Like I knew that it was, I was safe. There was no part of me that felt uncomfortable. There was no part of me that didn't feel safe. The other time that it happened was at a friend's party. I have a friend in Arizona who throws this huge party called spring bling every spring. And it's like, he knows everyone in Arizona. So this place is packed. People fly from different parts of the country to go to this party. It's huge. And there was a guy there that just like, we had been kind of looking at each other and then we're standing near each other. And he just like did, I don't know why he did that, but he, I did hook up with, I didn't hook up with the, the stripper like club guy, but the guy at the party for sure. Like we ended up talking and so I don't know. It was just like two times that I randomly had a guy who was really hot, put their hand around I've had neck. the exact opposite. I like have a joke about it, but the story basically is that um, I was kissing, well, yeah, I was kissing this guy uh, here in New York and we were just kissing and I had just moved over recently enough, but he started to choke me, but I like got a fright because I thought he was like trying to kill me. <laughs> It was like, what is going on? Like, I didn't know choking was like, and I got, so, I remember. Well, choking doesn't. My, my heart, like, I remember being like, what's, oh, do you know what? Because I don't even think we had kissed at this stage. Yeah, it was, we hadn't kissed. That's why it even gave me such a shock. I He brought me home or we had kissed, sorry, at the bar and we went home and that, we were just sitting on the couch and then he turned around and grabbed my throat and I thought, oh no, this is it. This is how I go. 
this is the end of my life. Like, I got to fight right now for my existence. Well, I would have been shit. I was just like, well, yeah, if I went home with like a stranger. Well, he was a. Yeah. He was like, if I went home with a stranger. He actually wasn't a stranger because he's actually a friend of a friend. So in one way, in the back of my head, I was like, there's no way the lads that I'm friends with friend is going to murder me now. Right. (laughs) Oh, that'd be really weird. You have no idea, girl. It could have. I mean, I wouldn't put shit past anyone. Like I would probably feel if I was in somebody else, I reason felt secure is that neither one of us were territory. You know what I mean? Like we weren't at my house or their house. Like it wasn't someplace that they knew better than I knew. So it just felt like this neutral, like, okay thing. I mean, I like to... Be touched and touched. And so I would love, I I don't know how the dating thing's gonna work for me, but um, but in real life now seems so hard because it's just like even if I'm at a bar, I just don't know how to start the conversation. Like even though I'm very extroverted, I'm also very introverted and I can be very shy. And people always laugh at me when I say I'm shy because you know, like you can tell that I'll talk about whatever the fuck. But when I meet somebody and I'm interested in them, I'm like, I don't know what to say other than like, should we fuck? I think that's the problem is that I'm such a pervert. I go straight to the like, why aren't we in bed together? And I just want that experience. And it's like, Davina, how about you get to know someone you fucking want <laughs> That is funny though. It is like, it, I'm because I'm super confident and I'm very sociable but when it comes to someone I like I can find that I can get a little quiet and in my head I'm like this isn't your personality talk I actually um so like the guy that I've been seeing for like four months now we obviously were just virtually seeing each other but then we've started to like meet up now because it's like a little calm down Aww, yeah we did like yeah two socially distant so you met when pandemic already started like you guys connected through pandemic uh yeah we as soon as the pandemic started we matched on hinge so this is really against okay. my podcast but whatever and then we had like <laughs> social distance dates but I mean like we like walked beside each other with masks on or whatever and then okay the third date we just like went for a picnic and we were like oh we're like we're fine we haven't we've been like quarantined for so long and stuff so um but the first few minutes like the first 15 minutes I felt quite even though we've talked like we've had like a million FaceTimes but I just felt like kind of mm-hmm. nervous so my sister sent me a video and I thought oh this will be a good icebreaker I was like oh my sister sent me a video and I pressed it and she's just talking away and then she flips the camera and it's her <laughs> it's I don't know if it's hers or my brother's but it's just a blocked toilet in her house <laughs> full of shit and I was like I literally dropped the phone and then you're like oh oh no (laughs) thankfully he laughed and we just it was like a nice icebreaker who knew someone else's shit would be a nice icebreaker (laughs) oh I need to be with somebody who loves to talk about shit. I don't know what my obsession is. Like, I've literally never done anal with a penis. So it's not like I'm, like, into, like, poop on the dick and, like, you know, like, stuff like that. But, like, I talk about poop all the time. The the weird thing about me, what really, like, it's so funny and we all do it and it feels fucking fantastic. And um, I don't know, like, I hate farting though like this is my it's the weirdest thing about me I don't want to smell my friend's fart I don't want to smell a guy's fart like if you cannot get up and walk away and fucking fart somewhere else like it's over it's over because I don't want to smell my own fart. like they're fucking gross the air is filled with fecal matter when you fart like what are you trying to do to me get out of here so like I don't fart in relationships. I don't want the guy to fart around me. Like it will literally like bipolar light switch, like make me angry. Like I get fucking angry if someone farts around me. It's like, it's, it's bad. When I was in seventh grade, I had the biggest crush on this guy. And after school, he had come over with a bunch of friends and we're leaving my room and he was looking at this poster and he farted. I mean, I was into him for months and months and months like his name written all over fucking everything shit he farted and looks at me and goes niblet done over <laughs> done i was done with that guy niblet what does niblet what mean what the fuck who 
Why do you fart and say nibble? I don't know. Does he mean like it's nibblish or something? I don't know. Yeah. No, like a niblet is like a like if you were to take a small bite of something, maybe that would be a oh. niblet. But like as in fart terms, like that's more nibble. But I don't know what a niblet <laughs> is, and I don't know why he says it when he farts. But he, he ruined my whole relationship with fantasy. It ended up because we were only friends to him, but. Growing up was very interesting for me because I was considered the black girl at my school. Like I grew up in Fairfax County, Virginia in Great Falls and the, the elementary school I went to, all of that was very, very like white, you know? Um, in second grade, there was another black girl and myself. And one day in PE, she was running and one of her tracks fell out and the kids freaked out so much because they've never, like they don't know that hair can be clipped in like they freaked out so much and fucking like made fun of her so badly that she never came back to that school like third grade on she was gone you know um and so i had crushes on all of these like super hot white guys and they were never into me and it i still see my self-esteem affected now when it comes to like if a white guy's into me i question i'm like is he though is he really i have and i love i love dating white guys i'm sorry i mean i love hot guys period <laughs> but like as of recent the last few years 2008 i've pretty much been dating white guys and it's like i question it probably feeds into a lot of the insecurity and the reason that we break up because i'm like you don't really love me you think i have a velcro head like <laughs> i don't know i just that's really hard though and it is it's something yeah. that like we can all point all point to things that i was just talking about that with my friend brendan like things that uh happened to us as kids that you just you can't really let let go of and you can't help but but let it affect you. I'm the same. Like because I've no, I've a, I've a non-existent relationship with my birth mother, and I won't get into it too much because it'd be too long. <clears throat> but she used to say, "Some, uh, no one will ever love you." To me, and it's something that when guys mm. tell me they love me, it's like I find that very hard to deal with. It's weird, but it's not, I'm working on it, and it's good to know it now. But in past times, yes. I didn't realize I didn't make the connection. And that's the thing. I don't think any pattern or any core belief cannot be changed and shifted and evolved out of, but you have to be aware yes. first off that the problem even exists. And then you have to be willing to go through the pain, like sit with that, like feel your mom saying that. I actually don't have a very close relationship with my birth mom either. She's a lunatic. And so there's a, she, all she said to us was negative things and that's why i feel like i'd be a good roaster and why most of the time in my relationships my friends know i love them because i'm a cunt to them <laughs> because i grew up with cunt meaning love or being yeah. a bitch meaning love like saying negative things but having to filter through that and still believe that well this person loves me even if the words that they're saying are this yeah. you know and that's a hard pattern to break especially when it comes from and my parents never had the best relationship so my whole first experience with love is two parents that aren't necessarily in love my dad was in the peace corps in africa and that's where he met my mom and my mom's mom said my grandma said, you're going to marry him because he'll take you to America and give you a better life. So she didn't really ever love him. It wasn't even necessarily a choice of hers. So I grew up in a, in a very, and my dad's Jewish and my mom's Muslim. So I grew up in a very like weird energy and, you know, there, there's a lot of things that even from things that my sisters say, like, I've always been a crybaby. Like if I'm happy, I'm crying. If I'm mad, I'm crying. If I'm fucking laughing, I'm crying. Like I cry a lot. And I used to think that was so bad. And now in my adulthood, I'm like, man, I'm so lucky that I'm just like so fearless to like yeah. express myself and let that shit process through me emotionally, even if that means that I'm, I'm crying. But the weird thing behind that is then it makes you start feeling like when someone sees that you cry a lot, they almost start desensitizing themselves from your your emotions behind the tears. So then they start looking at it as like, oh, you're a crybaby. Oh, Davina's crying again, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, but there's either hurt or mm -hmm. there's happiness or there's pain or there's something behind that. And just because it happens a lot doesn't mean that it's that ever changes. I just feel a lot. I'm a major empath. And so I can fucking be crying because I see a dead bug. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, pro I, I cry a lot. Oh no, I, 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 I do, <clears throat> I do too. Like I won't, 
I was crying a little bit this morning on something I saw on Instagram, but it was really sad, but I can't remember what it was now. <laughs> but Oh, me too. Get, it was another fucking murder. I know that they are, or just stories people are sharing as well. Um, just, uh, yeah, but I think the thing is that it's better to be able to show your emotions that like, so someone's like, oh, you're a crybaby. Like, well, would you rather be with someone who's very stoic never can express what's going on and then they throw a kettle at you six months down the uh, down the road because they're so frustrated right because they exploded because they suppressed everything else and yeah i i definitely agree with that i think that it's and i used to be guilty of this being like oh i don't want a guy that cries like don't like if you need to cry i don't want to see it like that's not manly now i'm just like oh my god i want a guy who can like in every single moment he's so connected to his fucking emotions that like there's no questioning like you're so in the flow that you're just you just are yeah like we need to let people just be and in childhood telling kids to stop crying telling them not to express themselves, telling them boys don't cry. All of that shit is just so antiquated. It's such an old mindset that I think when we can start shifting that, which I see a lot of my spiritual friends with kids, I'm like, man, I want to be your kid. Like, I wish I could be born as your kid because they just give them so much freedom to express themselves, to be who they are. It's, it's beautiful. And I think that's where a lot of the shifts in the paradigm of our existence are going to come into play. Yeah, that's great. But they're used to my response to cry baby was like, I'm crying because I want to punch you in the fucking face. So which do you prefer? And you know, so this would be like men, this would be men you would be dating, they would be like saying this. Well, this is with my sisters a lot. I don't know guys have ever most guys I'm dating will be like, Davina, you're, you're really emotional. And it's, it's almost as worse as calling somebody fucking crazy. I know it is. And being like, oh, you're a woman. Yeah. I I hate, I hate that. You're you're being emotional now. It's like, well, don't fucking make me emotional. (laughs) But not only that, emotional isn't bad. And so now you're putting a judgment as if like being emotional is a bad thing. And I get it. I'm not for everyone. Like there are some people that actually do, Katie, prefer to have that stoic non-feeling non-expressive and dude by all means you guys find each other but if you're with me you're probably gonna know every fucking thought that goes through my head and i get that that's annoying as fuck too like i annoy myself all the time i always it's so funny that you're saying that because i'm the same i'll have to say whatever's in my head out loud straight away and it's more just so it doesn't grow legs and then i don't let it fester so i have to be with someone who's okay with me being like if they like if they say something me being like okay but is you know did you mean this or did you mean that and then they're like oh i meant that and then in my head then there's no argument it's fine it's like oh okay yeah well that is communication i mean that comes to just having the most clear communication i don't think people admit like that when someone says something you've got to hear what they're saying feel it and then yeah if you guys are on the same page there probably isn't a question that comes up but if someone says something and there's someone that loves you and whatever they said felt really hurtful there's nothing wrong with being like hey when you just said da 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 I took it this way can I ask what you meant and how you meant for me to take it and they might be like that's exactly how I meant it and then a fight will start or whatever (laughs) but they might be like whoa 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 that's like 180 from what I meant what I meant was this and we need people should be learning to communicate so much more. And you know, every Zodiac sign is different. Every human being is different. Like, I don't think people are necessarily taught to keep things to themselves. Like Scorpios tend to be more secretive and more, you know, they don't necessarily share everything that they're thinking like that. And I think that that just can come from whatever, you know, it's not necessarily a taught thing, but what should be taught and I think is better is, Like if a child is crying, how about share with me what you're feeling? Mm -hmm. Why are you crying? Why are you hurt? What's hurting you? Then you can process and be like, I'm sorry that you took what I said this way, or I'm sorry that not getting the toy you want is making you feel this way. But that's how life is. There's going to be a lot of things that you want in life that don't come your way. It doesn't mean that 
you know, it, it like you're losing something, you know, because whatever we're meant to have, we're going to have. And there's just no hard lessons. I'm so glad I was born in 81. I'm so glad I was raised when I was raised. My parents like had money, but they didn't just give it out. Like yeah. we had to do chores. We had to work for stuff. If we wanted something outside of like birthdays and Christmas, yeah. Yes, Jew Muslims, we did Christmas, a tree and everything. But it wasn't like we were religious. We were just like, there's my sisters and I, like, there's more presents on Christmas than one present for eight days for Hanukkah. So fuck that. Um, and so we're just like, let's get a tree. But I think that there's a lot. Communication is so key. And being brave enough to say in the middle of a conversation, hold on, I don't get what you just meant there yeah. or what you said made me offended I think being able to be that aware and that responsive in the moment and that communicative is like, that's what a conscious relationship is. Like, that's what I'm looking for when I say a conscious connection. Yes. Someone who doesn't like, I don't need you to blow me up and make me feel like I walk on fucking rose petals. I know I'm human mm -hmm. and I'm imperfect. I need somebody who can say, Hey, this is an imperfect moment of yours. How can we shift this? Yeah. How can, how can you learn from this? You know? And so you, so most of your dating has been in real life. Most of my dating has definitely been in real life. I'll say from online, I've only, I think I've only hooked up with three guys that I've ever met through like online. And outside of that, maybe two others that I've gone out to like get coffee and then there wasn't like any connection. Mm -hmm. I actually like online is not successful for me, but I, I'm the problem because hot guys sometimes don't take good pictures. Like some people are photogenic and then they look horrible yeah. in real life. And then some people look horrible in pictures and you meet them and you're like, dude, you're fucking hot. I don't know how to filter through that yet. So like, I just, I'm probably the problem because there, and the fact I'm trying to get myself to like guys that are like 5'10". 5'10 to me isn't tall. I want like 6'1 or taller, you know, like even to me, six foot is like on the teeter of like not being tall. I don't know why. Well, I've just been that way since I was born. So when you see, when you're on a night out, you'll go for like a tall guy. And then will you just approach him being like, hey, I don't know. <laughs> just... Yeah. I mean, just a tall guy catches my eye more, but I mean, I've, I'll find myself, if I meet a shorter guy in person and we vibe really well, I'm way more open yeah. to like seeing if something could happen between us. When I'm on a dating site and somebody says that they're, and they say, you know, I'm 5'10 or 5'9 or whatever, I, I just have this like initial like X. I just, I, I don't even think about it. I think I just <laughs> swipe left like on auto drive. And a lot of guys that are like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, are fucking hot. Mm. Like, they're really gorgeous fucking guys. Yeah. I'm 5'2". Oh my god, you're so like five, nine, five, ten. Yeah, I'm not tall. I'm a very short person, so that should be tall to me. Um, I have dated guys that were around that, that height, but I've met them in person. So I'm trying to open myself up to, like, when I'm online dating, if they say they're 5'10", like, Davina, just fucking swipe right and see who they are, see how their personality is. Because A, how horrible, like, I wouldn't want someone to judge me off of any of my, you know, physical characteristics. I think I'm a badass, amazing woman. And so the fact that I do that is like, you're just, it's just so counterproductive <laughs> for my dating. I will admit right now, I guess you're considered an incel, but I haven't had sex in like a really, really, really long time with another person. I mean, I kind of did, but he wasn't big, so it felt like a glorified <laughs> finger bang. Yes, I think I've you know had sex I mean? with the same guy. The skinny penis. <laughs> the skinny the skinny yeah. penis. I mean, God, he's he's so fucking hot and he's so he's like six three and built like oh, this no. guy. I was like, no. Yeah, same, same. My guy was so hot too I, and built well. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I don't I guess I can consider it. I mean, technically we had sex. <laughs> Feeling wise, it was a finger. So how long have you so. not had sex for? So the last time I had had sex was the end of December 2018. Okay, that's two years. One well, what, like a year and a half. Yeah, but the guy that I had sex with 
it was four days short of my actual one year. So okay. if I had not had sex with him end of December, 2019, it would have been a full year. And then we did hook up one other time in January. And then, so it's been since then, but again, and so that was the same guy. It doesn't really feel <laughs> like I've had sex ever. Like there's a part of me that's like, have I forgotten how it works? Um, like, why did you choose to take a break? It's not. That's why I say that it's like an incel, like involuntarily oh, celibate. See, I because... don't know what an incel is. People are always like, these incels. And I keep going, I should Google that. And then I never do. Yeah. It means involuntarily celibate. Oh, um, <laughs> oh my God. So it just so happened that like, I hooked up with a guy December. He was actually Irish. It was one of, it was one of the guys. I'm a cocktail server at a comedy club, and it was one of my customers. And I never hooked up with an Irish guy, and he just He's had such Ireland. a personality. He was from I Ireland. As this. soon as I like came up to the table and I heard his accent, I'm like, Oh, are you uncircumcised? Yay! Because I love uncircumcised dicks. And the place that I work, like I can pretty much say anything to anyone. I hope I always do. And uh, I'm a comedian, so I just say, oh, I'm a comedian. And it doesn't matter but um so we started flirting and then his friends started kind of wingmanning it and i'm like look you don't have to wingman for him i think he's hot and i'm dtf so like are we gonna do this after my shift i don't know so we did oh it was okay it wasn't as i mean he had been drinking a bit so it wasn't and he wasn't gonna sleep over i don't know the guy you know yeah. so i dropped him off right after but um so i hooked up with him december 2018 and then, like, around February, March 2019, I was like, oh, my God, I haven't had sex in forever. Like, why is that not happening? And then I went to this meditation retreat in May, and I was, like, sitting in this meditation, and I'm like, I've been not having sex in unintentionally. Maybe I need to intentionally fall into, the, like, the celibacy. Maybe I need to make this an intentional thing. Like, the next time I have sex, do I want it to just be a fling again? Do I want it to be casual like I've done a lot in my life? Or do I want to meet somebody that, like, actually I can possibly, like, go on this life's journey with yeah. and be a partner with? Um, and so with the guy that I hooked up with in December, January, I mean, I, I definitely already knew that we weren't, that there was no like relationship there. He, he works at my job, uh, that there's no relationship there, but like, there was a really good attraction and we really like each other. Like he's a cool guy. We're still totally cool. He has no idea my thoughts on this penis <laughs> and I hope he doesn't see this. Um, but, um, I guess after that happened, there is a part of me that's like, eh, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm never going to stop myself from experiencing life. Like if I'm out and I meet someone and we connect and it leads to us being intimate, like I can treat a one night stand as if we've been together for 10 years because I love sex so much yeah. and I love being present and in the moment and making people feel good and feeling good myself that like, I don't have these weird, I'm not shy when I'm naked with somebody I'm like lift up your balls I'll lick your taint you know like I don't fucking there's no we don't have to work towards a lot but um I think there's just a part of me who's like that's like I I want to meet somebody that's and I'm kind of polyamorous too so it's not like if I meet somebody that that's the only person I'll ever be with I'm totally open to discussing open relationships and having boundaries set, but being open to like other people, like them hooking up with someone else or me hooking up with someone else or a threesome. But um, I don't know. There's just not, I, I'm particular and picky, I guess. Like somebody's really got to, they've got to ignite a fire in me. And I feel like when I was younger, there were fires all over. The, I was a fire, you know, it was like, I just wanted everything. And now I'm like, I want quality over quantity. Ugh, I hate myself now. No, that's fine. I do think that the it, it, for that, it would be easier when you meet someone in real life because you're able to kind of suss it out a bit more. But I don't know. I'm starting to change my tune a little because all of my real life has been such a failure that I just I just don't know I guess because it's really hard for us because we're both comics and we're both in hospitality so we only meet drunk people at night it's very hard for it to be more than an attraction because you're just like this person's not making any sense um and then yeah you're not gonna pick someone you're not gonna it's harder to find some whereas at least online and again this is an anti-online dating podcast <laughs> but at least online you're able to like meet people outside of your group my stepmom was saying mm -hmm. things like 
because I was saying I was like nervous with the online as well because the only problem the reason why the pandemic was good for online is because we have the time but once we go back to real life we're doing right. stand-up at night we're bartending waitressing all of that stuff but she was saying a good thing and maybe this would be good for you as well do you have friends who have brothers cousins like to put it out there hey I'm looking for to meet somebody yes I prefer meeting somebody that someone I know mm. knows I mean that's in my eyes, better than a stranger. Cause you have to also realize once you meet a stranger, if things start going well, like there's other people in their lives that you have to meet. And like, what if their best friend fucking sucks? Or what if they're, you know what I mean? Like at least if you meet someone that's kind of in a mutual circle as you, you know that you'll hopefully vibe with most of the, the people that they like hang out with or spend time yeah. with. But I mean, uh, I, I prefer to try to meet somebody in person. Like, honestly, these protests, I've been looking around like, okay, well, I know you're not racist. Yes. And, and, and I know that you're like down for the peaceful. And I know that you're like here to fight for equality and justice, which is huge for me. I'm really big about justice and, and equality. So I'm almost just like, I want one of the signs, like I wear a sign on my back that's like, if you're hot and single and protesting, come to my face and I'll tell you if I want your number. Oh my God, you know dude, what I mean? Dude, like something. this is how you're going to meet your future husband. This is great. <laughs> Whenever I go, one thing I've got to learn to stop doing is the expectations on things. That's another mm -hmm. horrible thing in life that we put onto everything. But like when I go to like spiritual events or when I go to places, I'm always just like, oh, maybe this is a moment. Maybe this is a moment. Maybe this is a moment. And it's like, I think having that as a, as a motivation in the back of my head doesn't work for me either because then I find myself really discouraged and sad if I haven't met anyone or didn't yeah. connect to anyone. I've been doing this thing called ecstatic dance. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yeah. Ecstatic dance is like a group that they do them all over the world now, but you play music. Most of them, I think all ecstatic dances are sober events. So they're like, please don't smoke weed or do any drugs or drink or anything before you come to the dance. When you're on the dance floor, it's silent. Okay. There's no speaking to other people. Everything is reading body language. You can dance with others if they show consent by like, there's body language yeah. to consent. And if somebody doesn't want to, they can also, you know, be like back up yeah. or whatever. But I have gone to a few ecstatic dances with this whole like expectation that I'm going to meet this super hot guy who's like totally open to just moving with their body and moving through their body, no matter who's around. And be in this community that's amazing and i haven't met any i've been to like seven and i've never met anybody they're doing them online right now because nobody can get together because it'll be like 200 people yeah. that get together and are all just dancing and people are crying people are laughing like the djs can play just the most soul activating music it's fucking incredible but i had this whole expectation that oh i can meet someone at ecstatic dance i can meet someone my problem is when i meet someone and i'm into them i like shell up i'm not giving them all this eye contact <laughs> there is no welcome sign that's like hey i'm interested come in we're open you know i'm more like you're so hot get away and i've got it I've got it. I'm, I'm like an elementary school child <laughs> who's like, I want to pull your hair and run. But that's the same. That's the same what Dara said last week. And I feel the same as well. Like usually if there's a group of guys and the one I like, that's probably the one I'll talk less, least to. And I think that's something we need to all work on. Just being more comfortable, being like flirting with the person we actually like. Or I'll be. Yeah, because I because I'll flirt with them, but I'll be like mean, like I'll like roast them or I'll keep like poking, poking fingered at them. And like, that's my way of flirting, because that's how I express like I like somebody if I'm really, really nice to somebody all the time. It used to be that I probably didn't like give a fuck about, them, you know, but I'm changing that. <laughs> I'm changing that because of my work that I've done spiritually to not necessarily come at people from my shadow wounded you know traumatized side because it's not their problem to deal with this is what i need to figure out so working to come from love and kindness all the time it's it's crazy how hard it can be because there's something fun about being a dick like that's why i'm a comedian you know yeah. Yeah, but there's I something think, fun, I and I need to like know someone has a personality. I think they do. Yeah, a little roasting, they should do. They'll only laugh at me if they like it. Like, um, right. The guy that I've been seeing. It's so funny because so many things you've said now, 
like I didn't want to interrupt you, but it's made me think about the guy I've been seeing because usually all of my failed relationships have been because it's been so passionate and like obsessive nearly. But with this mm-hmm. guy, it feels really, even when I meet up with him, I feel very calm and, it, you know, I don't feel the need to, like, obviously we haven't been able to see each other, but I don't feel that need either. I'm like happy being like, oh, we'll see each other in a week or two, which is like very, yeah. very different. Second thing was on his hinge answer was, uh, what, what way, what type of crier are you? And that's why I swiped on him because I was like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe weird. <laughs> but it's funny that yeah. we're talking about crying. And then the- did it give options of what type of crier you can be? No, I, I just wrote I wrote some I liked on that question because I liked on him. And then he mm-hmm. wrote back. So what type of crier are you? And then I just wrote like <laughs> something like, well, I've been told that I can't remember what I wrote. Actually, I must look back. But I responded some weird way. And then we, it was like a joke. We were laughing back and forth. Um, oh, and then so, you know, I always see, hope people are okay with because the Irish humor is very roasty and sometimes it, it can be mm-hmm. like I've no, noticed dating Americans they can fa- be very sensitive and I try like I'm like try to be nice and but like I want to be able to have the laugh as well so like we were sexting and he said oh like I'd have you suck me off and I thought that was really weird because it's a really weird way to say you know I'm not like your butler. yeah it's like you're demanding yeah. or acting like like yeah like, like I don't list. have a say in this bitch no <laughs> I'd have you suck yeah. me off and I'd have yeah. you get the milk no thanks so I yeah <laughs> I know so I thought that was really weird and what was good that I know that he's secure is I have roasted him about that like multiple times since and he's just laughed being like yeah I just said it but he hasn't like gotten offended or defensive he's like and he's okay with right. me joking about it so it's like oh okay so it's just all of these things you're saying I'm like relating back to now my own experience being like oh yes yes Davina's right yes <laughs> I def I love that sentence. Davina's right. Um, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely need. That's why I think meeting people in real life is better for me too. Because like people do not know how to comprehend. Like it's very hard for people. If you don't know who you're writing when you're writing a stranger, especially online, so you don't know if they're coming from insecurity, if they're coming from trauma, if they've been like abused with words verbally or mentally, like there's so many things that you don't know. So you could write the most innocent, the most innocent fucking message to somebody where you're roasting them or joking with them. And because of whatever trauma they've had, they take it really, really personal or deeply. And that's something that, and then it can ruin everything. And you guys could have been great together, but because of this fucking message, text message is the same. Like all I can do is send the message, but I can't interpret it for you. I can't have you feel what my thoughts were behind it. And if you're a stranger and you think I'm coming at you to be a dick, I had this one guy online, oh my God, me and my roommate were like, what the fuck is wrong with this problem? He had a really weird name. It was very different. So like the first thing I wrote to him was being like something about like, oh, like what's the origin of your name? I've never heard that. And he's like, Ugh, I just wish I could meet someone that would let that like organically come up later in the convo. How like it- how many messages do I have to get about my fucking name? I'm like, what? Then change it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, or how does that bother you? Like if like, cool, write a fucking like response and then copy and paste it every time. Yes. If it bothers, just be like, yeah, my name is from this anyway. But like, I totally, there were so many awesome things about him, but the way he responded to like a simple, I said something else too. So it wasn't just about his name, but what he chose to focus on and then questioned my personality and intelligence, like, because I'm just asking about something so superficial, bitch, I will cut you. Like, what are you even, you have no idea how bad I can make you feel. Like, I will make you fucking cry. So learning how to get out of that mindset, because that's the biggest thing in my spiritualness is when I feel offended, I'm like, oh, I'm going to make you want to kill yourself. Like, I'm really good with words. Like, I'm fucking raw. And... I will like I can read insecurities and I will say them and you may have never told me it's an insecurity but I know because human design is like this other thing that's separate from astrology it's a science and 
there's four types you can be in human design and I'm a projector. And one of our things is that we can read, like the second we meet people, we can read them. We can see things about them. We feel them like I will make you fucking suicidal. And so I've had to work really hard on realizing that when someone says something to offend me, like the second that you react like that, your power is theirs. They own you. So I've learned to just keep like, I'm like, oh, you're not going to owe me. I had someone trying to troll me on one of my Instagram posts about how the Minneapolis police is uh, being dismantled. And he's been trying to like troll me and everything he says. I'm like, yeah, I like popcorn too. Yeah. Like whatever. Cause he was like, you, you guys go ahead and dismantle the police and get raped and robbed and whatever. He's like, I'll be over here sitting, sit here eating popcorn. And I'm like, I eat popcorn too. Like that's like my response. Yes. Like I've learned to start take, like, just keep my energy and that I don't like, why do I need to roast somebody? Like they have to be them. Yeah, yeah. That's their fucking karma is that, that they have to be them. Like that's the worst part of their existence. So I just let it go now. But, um, that guy was just, it was so crazy. I was like, I've never. And so I pointed that out to him. I said, I don't know what your inner issues are either with your name or in your life to where somebody who's like super kind and awesome and just trying to start a a conversation, that would be your response. But like, I hope you get over like that. Like you have trauma and you should like work on that and heal that. And I think he blocked me because I gave (laughs) him, I gave him truth. No, it's he doesn't want to deal. That'd be like me getting mad every time someone asks me about me being from Ireland in on online yeah. because you know I have Irish so I can't get mad about it and that's a thing that they can like go oh because we just don't know each other so it's fine if they're like or in person like a lot of them, uh, us in America like we don't know the differentiation between like a Scottish or an Irish yeah. accent or something you know what I mean so it would be like every time you speak someone being like oh you have an accent and you being like fuck you yeah, like, I'm gonna start doing that that's so accent. funny <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, like you have an accent. It's something to just fucking accept. It's like being like, oh, how original you mentioned my accent. I know, that's so like, condescending. What? That guy would be so annoying to date. I'm sorry. He would be. Thank tame. you. I was like, thank you for showing yeah. me this now at the hello, because hello. I would want to kill you. I love when people show me their red flags at hello. Now, if they're hot enough, I don't necessarily listen because I want to get in their pants, but. Um, I've grown out of that. Like, there's been so many times that I'm like, Davina, this person's the worst. Just get them <laughs> naked and then lose their number. You, I don't, I'm, I love sex. Okay, well, you need, need to, sex. after the pandemic, have sex. Okay, you've deserved it. Stop being an incel because you don't. I you, don't you... care about the pandemic. <laughs> I will have sex right today. I don't care. Okay, well, I hope we better wrap this up because we went on a little long and I hope that you have sex soon. Oh. <laughs> Wait, just thank you, Katie. I will let you know. Plug yourself. Tell the, the listeners where to find you. Oh, um, you can find me Instagram at the smallest fat girl. I also have another Instagram of a podcast that I did. It's in hiatus right now, but it's called Naked and Serious. And I interview people naked on my couch. And we pretty much have like these like spiritual, like deep talks, but we're both just naked and talking. Um, And so that's on Instagram as well at Naked and Serious. And then I have a Twitter at the Davina Joy, D-A-V-I-N-A-J-O-Y. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. Isn't Davina great? Make sure you follow her on everything um, and listen to her podcast. And yeah, please rate and review if you can. That'd be great. Or share it on whatever. If you have like Spotify, if you just share that on your story and then maybe some other people would listen to it, that'd be great. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. I absolutely love you guys. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.